This is the Wealth Ability Show with Tom Wheelwright. Way more money, way less taxes. Welcome to the Wealth Ability Show, where we're always discovering how to make way more money and pay way less taxes. Hi, this is Tom Wheelwright, founder and CEO of WealthAbility and your host, and uh, very uh, excited about today's program. So we're gonna discuss the American Rescue Plan, right? This $1.9 trillion biggest giveaway, biggest handout in history, let's face it. Um, yeah. And it's hard to complain about what we call free money, but we have a special guest who's really helped us understand what does that free money really cost? And what does that mean for the future? So uh, we have David Stockman, one of my favorite guests. Uh, uh, David, um, you know, you have an amazing background. If you could just remind everybody a little bit about your background. Oh, uh, sure. And I'm very happy to be with you. Uh, I guess uh, I've had kind of a checkered past. Uh, half of my career was in Washington as a staffer, congressman for Michigan. And I was uh, and uh, spending should be curtailed. That wasn't too popular. I then went to Wall Street for the next 15 years. And I sort of uh, spent time in the sausage factory seeing how it was really made. I was a partner at uh, Salomon Brothers. I was one of the founding partners at Blackstone. And uh, now I uh, produce a daily uh, analysis or newsletter, if you want to call it that, uh, going after uh, all of the folly, all of the insanity, all of the, you know, over-the-top nonsense that is coming uh, out of both ends, uh, Wall Street in Washington, the Federal Reserve, uh, and the fiscal uh, side uh, of uh, the government, uh, you know, both, uh, Capitol Hill and uh, the White House. But I think today might be labeled a day of infamy, uh, to, you know, borrow that phrase from FDR way back uh, in 1941, because at the crack of 9 a.m. this morning on the uh, count of the IRS, thousands of banks around the country distributed $1,400 stimmy checks to 100 million people. Uh, that's $140 billion that went out in one nanosecond. Swish, it was out there. $140 billion to people who hadn't, uh, you know, proved that they needed the money, that they lost their job, or that they'd suffered any income uh, loss at all during this, uh, you know, so-called uh, pandemic and lockdown that we've had. Now, you know, that, that's, and, and I'll uh, continue, but let me just add, that 140, that's just a down payment. The uh, Biden so-called, one of the 10 billion of steady payments, we're not talking about all the rest of it, and that comes on top of 470 billion that went out in the first two rounds. So at the end of uh, today, really, this is 365 days, one year, that's it. $870 billion of stimmy payments have gone out, no questions asked, to 80% of the American public, whether they needed it or not, lost income or not, you know. Well, let me ask you this question, David. They, sure. I, I, love the, I love the marketing crew of, uh, of the legislature because they're always coming up with these great names for their bills. This is the American Rescue Plan. Here's my question. First question, did we need rescuing? Absolutely not. I thought we had some kind of calamity. I thought the economy was knocked on its rear end, which it was. But thanks to all of this, uh, you know, free stuff, these massive uh, bailouts, and this is the fifth, you know, the uh, Biden plan is the fifth. 
we have a spending level for the households of America that's virtually higher than it's ever been before. Now, how did this uh, you know, miracle happen? Well, it happened by simply borrowing like there's no tomorrow, and uh, then borrowed. And uh, you know, somehow we think that this is sustainable, that this is sensible, that this is rational economics. It's not. It's just basically borrowing and printing our way to, to catastrophe. So oh, of course we hear this all the time, but you know, the MMT people would say, no, it's you know, we we've got we we can print currency. It's okay. Um, this isn't going to be catastrophe. Um, even though. Um, they estimated that this is basically three going to cost $3,000 per person in every household. So a family of four, this is a $12,000 loan, right? Um, yeah. that, that the federal yeah. government is taking out that is basically secured um, by their taxes. Okay, so why are the Democrats wrong about this? Why, why can't you do this? Well, it's not just the Democrats, the Republicans are talking about $6 trillion. Now, that amounts to $49,000 come from. It was borrowed. Every single dime of it was borrowed. And that means that forever going forward, we're going to be paying $200 billion a year in interest, even at the low interest explosion of giveaways that happened in the last year. And as I said, and you asked, it was total overkill. I've done a lot of analysis. And if you calculate the loss of GDP, sort of to get a measure, how much did we lose? How big is the hole in the economy, so to speak, from the COVID and how much have we thrown at it? Well, the loss of GDP, as best I can calculate, is 800 billion. Now that's the, the amount of shortfall uh, for the last year before any of this hit. Now we're spending 6 trillion against an $800 billion uh, hole in the economy as you know broadly defined or measured as you can make it. I mean, is that overkill? Is that insanity? You're going to borrow that much money to fill a hole of 800? Then uh, much of it is uh, focused on, well, households uh, got laid off. Some of them lost their jobs permanently. All true. Some households lost income. So we looked at wage and salary incomes over the last year. And again, compared the actual to what was being earned in February 2020, again, before the COVID, before the lockdowns, we were at so-called uh, you know, peak of the cycle, and Trump said at that time, the greatest economy ever. You remember that? Well, we have lost uh, over this entire period only $310 billion. So they passed out 900 billion, and then women uh, benefits, you know, the $600 topper and the 300 a week topper and additional coverage. So just between those two, they've thrown a billion five of STEMI checks and unemployment benefits at a wage loss that net for the whole economy was $300 billion. <laughs> if that is an overkill, you know, that's five to one there. Uh, I don't know what is, but let's let's ask why this is happening. Politicians have always been wanting to give out free stuff, but in the past they were they were constrained by the fact that if the treasury tried to borrow too much money, interest rates would go up. Uh, you know, people back at home in the district on Main Street, I knew this when I was a congressman. Uh, home uh, buyers uh, would uh, be uh, so high, and the you know the treasury has sharp elbows. So they, uh, you know, they pulled back when they got to the, uh, you know, the edge of the deep end. But now we have the, the Federal Reserve monetizing, that is printing the dollars 
for any amount practically that the uh, politicians want to borrow. And so therefore uh, the restraint on the politicians is gone. Uh, so the heart of the problem, the uh, culprit in all of this uh, is the Federal Reserve. They're making it possible for politicians to be as absolutely irresponsible so, as they so, so basically what has happened. So what's the consequence? Well, uh, you know, the uh, MMT people said there's no consequence at all. Okay. But even if you believe that nonsense, which it almost isn't worthy of a, uh, you know, refutation, it's so stupid and ridiculous. But even if you believed all that, the fact is you're going to have six trillion of more debt permanently uh, on the uh, public debt. It'll be up to 30 trillion shortly. And if you just say that uh, you know interest rates are going to average over a long period of time three percent, uh, well, you could that's 180 billion a year of interest that'll be paid by taxpayers born and unborn for the indefinite future, and that won't be available for all the other things that people want government to do. So that's the minimum. I mean, when the federal government is borrowing this kind of money, it was 3.3 trillion last year. Now with the Biden stimulus, it's going to be over 3 trillion again, again this year. These numbers are just out of sight uh, relative to the size of the economy. You know, print enough money to cover deficits of that magnitude. You know, you're, you're uh, kind of on the slippery slope of uh, undermining the entire financial system. And we'll be right back in just a minute. As you know, financial education is critical when it comes to creating wealth, passive income, and saving on taxes. Gain expert knowledge as Marco Santorelli shares valuable insights and proven strategies for making money with real estate on the Passive Real Estate Investing Podcast. Over the last five years, his guests have included Robert Kiyosaki, Mark Victor Hansen, Garrett Sutton, Brendan Burchard, Jim Rogers, and yours truly, Tom Wheelwright, just to name a few. If you're a busy person looking for actionable advice on the road to financial freedom, then this is the podcast for you. Available on every podcast platform or simply visit PassiveRealEstateInvesting.com. That's PassiveRealEstateInvesting.com. Welcome back to the WealthAbility Show, where we're always discovering how to make way more money and pay way less taxes. I'm here with one of my favorite guests, David Stockman. And one of the questions I have for you, David, is uh, I'm a tax guy. So my theory on this is that one of the reasons for this and why it was so important, I mean, you think about we've got a new president and in his first 100 days, his, his single major act of legislation is a $2 trillion handout. And the question is, why? Right. Okay, if, if it's not really needed, which nothing, none of the economists see it as needed, then why is this? And, you know, there's always this, well, it's to, you know, get money to the states, you know, the California and, and New York and, and Texas and, and so forth. And that's fine. But what do you think of this idea? My, my theory is that this gives, you know what, one of the things that, that Joe Biden has campaigned on was higher taxes for people making over $400,000 and the, all this new tax that he wants to raise, but it's pretty hard to raise taxes during a crisis. So is the, one of the reasons for this $2 trillion stimulus an excuse to raise taxes next year or later this year? Well, I think that's a very good point. I'm not sure they thought it all the way through, but 
obviously people like Janet Yellen are, are already whispering uh, that somewhere down the road here, we got to, uh, you know, tackle this deficit problem, but we got to do it in a way that's, uh, you know, equitable and all that baloney. And so, yeah, that is, it's creating a, a complete uh, setup uh, for higher taxes uh, on business, on corporations, on the, uh, you know, producers and uh, producers in our society. So I think that's part of it. I think part of it also goes back to the last year. They were just out of control. You know, they passed four different bailouts last year with the original uh, Families First Act and then CARES, and then they needed more money for the PPP program, which is a total colossal you know, uh, invitation to fraud like you've never seen before and money thrown in every direction. Some businesses needed, some didn't. And then uh, we had one right before Christmas and right as that thing was uh, pending, remember uh, Trump had the, you know, lack of, uh, you know, foresight to say, uh, well, I'd like 2000. Well, the Democrats, uh, you know, grabbed onto that as quick as it came, uh, came over his Twitter account. And they said that we, we hear your uh, 2000 and <laughs> we'll do it. And so they did 600 before Christmas, and now they're around here. That's the only reason. And it, politicians, you know, I was there as a congressman in the 70s. I was budget director right in the middle of all these battles in the 80s. Politicians in the past never would have uh, thought about this kind of silly reason. You know, uh, the Republicans say 2000, we'll do it, and we'll do it quick unless it has become so easy to spend money and borrow money and finance it all. Uh, we called it in the old days monetize. That's what they're doing, plucking you know, credit out of thin air and buying bonds like there's no tomorrow. They're buying $120 billion a month. And again, uh, you know, uh, Powell's on there today saying, well, we're going to keep doing this for quite a while just to make sure the economy is working. So that, that's, that's, I think, the real reason. And finally, they're saying, look, you know, they're all out there. They said, I, I've been reading this morning, uh, a, Dem, a House uh, Democrat saying, you know, last time in 2009, when we did the big bailout with Obama, we didn't go out and brag and advertise to the people how much we've done for them. So now they're all out there saying, the check's in the mail. <laughs> you know, open your computer, you'll see it in your account. And they're basically trying to lay the groundwork for a big, uh, you know, gain in 2022 where they can, uh, you know, get a Senate majority that, um, and, a, and a bigger House majority than the razor thin one they have right now. I certainly hope this won't happen. Don't think it'll happen. But that's really what they're up to. They're spending the, you know, the trillions of dollars of future taxpayer money in order to try to lock themselves into office uh, in 2022. Okay, so so here's, I think, the personal conflict a lot of people feel. First of all, it's really easy to accept free money and vote higher taxes on somebody else. And second of all, it's very tough to turn down free money. Is there anything individuals can, should, ought to be doing to help you know, deal with this that, you know, has the potential of being a pretty serious problem, it sounds like. Well, you know, I think that's simple. Here's what I'm uh, writing about today that uh, I posted on my site. 108 million tax filers have incomes of 75000 or under, which means they'll all be eligible for the new $1,400 stimmy check 
plus a, a STEMI check for their kids if they have any, and you can uh, just sort of do the math. Now, when I got, did the math, you take that STEMI on top of, uh, you know, the 2000 that's already uh, gone out, or the 1800 that's already gone out. Remember, we had 1200, then 600, now we got 1400. Uh, so, uh, you know, you put that all together, it's 3200. Uh, when you add all that up, it amounts uh, to about $700 billion going to households with incomes under 75000 That's 108 million uh, taxpayers. That's 71% of all taxpayers. And guess how much they paid in income tax in the most recent year relative to that $708 billion of STEMI checks they will have received in the last year? The answer is $155 billion. In other words, in the last year, these politicians have sent out four times, four and a half times more STEMI checks to this massive uh, base of the uh, you know, tax-paying public uh, than they're actually paying taxes. Now, how in the hell are you going to run a system uh, on that basis? Well, because the 30% of taxpayers who are left you know, uh, are already paying almost all the income, the, uh, you know, the bottom 70% that I've been talking about here, 101, you know, they come for less than 20% of taxes. You know, the, the argument, of course, is, is that there's income inequality, and this is a way to offset that income inequality. And I mean, to me, that's clearly their argument. And it's pretty hard for somebody who makes, say, a million dollars a year to complain about giving away some money to that 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 those people who make under seventy five thousand well, dollars. So, how, how do you deal with that income inequality issue? Because we clearly do have severe income inequality. Well, if they wanted to deal with income inequality, which I don't think that they should, then they should have said we're going to raise taxes right now seven hundred eight billion dollars above for people above seventy five thousand. Okay, so we could give it to uh, STEMI checks to the people below. They didn't say that. They, you know, they're scared to death to say anything close to that. So they said, uh, you know, we'll just borrow it, uh, charge it to the account of future taxpayers. And we'll tell the Fed to print the money in the interim to make it all possible. You know, so that's uh, you know that's the problem with it. Number one, uh, number two, the income equality and wealth inequality that people are talking about is made not by capitalism, not out in the free market. It is uh, you know made by the Federal Reserve through this crazy policy that we've had for years and years and decades now of inflating massively the price of financial assets when the fact is 88% of all stock is owned by the top 1% and the top 10% of taxpayers. So the reason that income equality has gotten dramatically worse in the last 30 years uh, since you know Greenspan started all this uh, in 87 is that the Fed is massively inflated Wall Street even as his policies have been totally harmful on Main Street. So th there's your answer. If you want to deal with income uh, inequality and wealth inequality, which I don't think you do because of free market capitalism operating honestly, but we haven't had it for 30 years. So if you want to reverse this, correct it, uh, you know, go back to where we were at 87, then get the Fed out of this massive money pumping operation that isn't doing any good for the Main Street economy and is creating a problem that is now allowing the Democrats to say they're going to tax, you know, the upper brackets out of existence in order to make ends meet. 
um, you know, we're, we're, we're heading for a real uh, fiscal uh, collision, I guess you might say, and a hell of a political uh, battle. Because even though they say we're only going to tax the rich, people know that uh, you might tax the rich today, but, uh, you know, you're next in line when you let these politicians spend money the way they have. I mean, it's insane. We were spending about $4 trillion a year uh, until this came along in 2018 uh, in years before. Now we're spending at the federal level $7 trillion uh, and more a year and with no more tax revenue than we had before. So you can see, uh, you can see the dimensions of this uh, uh, insanity that's uh, underway. Hey, if you like financial education the way I do, you're going to love Buck Joffrey's podcast. Buck's a friend of mine. He's a client of mine. He's a former board certified surgeon and he's turned into a real estate professional. So he has this podcast that is geared towards high paid professionals. That's who he's geared towards. So if you're a high paid professional, you're going, look, I'd like to do something different with my money than what I'm doing. I'd like to get financially educated. I'd like to take control of my money and my life and my taxes. I would love to recommend Buck Joffrey's podcast, which is called Wealth Formula Podcast with Buck Joffrey. I hope you join Buck on this adventure of a lifetime. Final question, are, are we gonna get significant inflation out of this? Well, you know, I think uh, more and more uh, the likelihood is possible. Uh, again, the inflation in the first instance never gets out of Wall Street. You know, they've now been pumping $120 billion a month into uh, the bond uh, dealers, okay? Supposedly, this is going to trickle down and, uh, you know, help housing starts or business investment or Households, uh, you know, to borrow more than they, you know, they already own uh, 17 trillion. But what the heck, borrow, have to borrow some more. But that's not happening. It is basically uh, causing the stock market and all the speculators, which are, you know, they're all over everything now, not just the normal stocks. Uh, but uh, you, you can see these uh, crazy outbreaks we've had uh, uh, with uh, the Bitcoin, which I think is a great idea, but who knows why it should be $60,000. Uh, with uh, the NFTs, uh, with uh, all of these Reddit stock runs that have happened, GameStop and all the rest of it. This is, or, or even something like Tesla, you know, which is trading at 1,400 times its meager net income, and even that net income comes from uh, regulatory credits, not from making cars. So when you put all that together, they've created a hellacious bubble, uh, and that's where the inflation is, and when that bubble collapses, I think uh, Main Street is going to reel. In the interim, yes, commodity prices are going up. So I think we're going to have uh, the worst of both worlds. Uh, eventually, a stock market collapses, and in the interim, uh, rising inflation, which is just going to eat away uh, at uh, paychecks that are already uh, you know, not going anywhere in real terms. Awesome. Well, thank you, David Stockman. This has been fascinating. David Stockman's Contra Corner. Dot com. David Stockman's ContraCorner.com. And uh, David, you are a wealth of information. Love your energy. And uh, any final words? Buckle up. <laughs> We're heading into uh, yeah, unknown uh, territory, uncharted waters uh, with this economy and the financial market and the borrowing and the political uh, stalemate and partisanship in Washington. None of this adds up to an optimistic future. So, uh, 
you know, the best thing to do is uh, get out of the uh, bond market, the stock market, and wait for, uh, you know, a, a better opportunity. Thank you, everybody, for listening. David Stockman, this is on the WealthAbility Show, where we're always learning how to make way more money and pay way less taxes. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Wealth Ability Show with Tom Wheelwright. Way more money, way less taxes. To learn more, go to wealthability.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.